Yo, yo, what up and welcome to Urban Absurdity. We are here with, we got a special guest today. Well, we got two special guests. We got a co-host. We got... We got we got we got an old school co-host. She has, <laughs> she has co-hosts plenty of times. She just have I feel like we're the Lakers back. right now. We got LeBron, we got <laughs> AD, we got all kind of people. Go ahead and introduce yourself, Miss Lady. Hello, hello. I am Janelle Banks, better known as Miss Just Laugh. Yo, that's what's up. And yeah. who else? We, who else we got, Ryan? Uh, did Janelle want to introduce him? Oh, I think Janelle should. Think she, she knows him better than us. Oh my gosh. Well, you guys, today on the show, we have none other than the <laughs> legendary and the iconic Rodney Perry. <laughs> Your mama's favorite comic. Your mama's favorite comic, yes. goddammit. That's the truth, man. My parents love Rodney Perry. <laughs> That's a man. good look. I love it. Love uh, your parents. Had, so how are you feeling, sir? How are you feeling? I'm feeling great, man. Thank you for asking, man. We, I'm, I'm, I'm on urban absurdity. I'm doing things. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn, that feel good to hear that, man. Yes. Yeah. So you in town, man? You knocking out shows? You and Janelle murdering stages yeah. and stuff, man? How was it last night? Was it great? Was it? Man, KC has always been good to me. You know, it's one, it's one of my cities that you know I do pretty decent in, and, uh, and then. I got like friends here, you know. I got oh, people like dope. I gotta see, yeah. you yeah. know. And so I hate cities where I got people I gotta see because it means I gotta, <laughs> gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta, you know, during the day I gotta go and and eat with people and I be full. It's, it's crazy. I can't take another piece of barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I come here, my gout start acting up. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, thank Kansas City for man. Thank Kansas City. Yeah man, appreciate uh, that. Yo, so you said you got people here, man. Where where about KCK or KCMO? KCMO, KCMO, for sure. for sure. I don't, I don't. I think this might be like the first time I ever been to KCK. Welcome, 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 yeah, to, welcome yeah. to life. Welcome, welcome to, to heaven. Janelle was, was educating me on the way over. Here. I was oh like, so what's the what's the nuances? <laughs> what's the difference? You know, because because I heard y'all be low key beefing on on each other. Uh, yeah, yeah, the, the different, yeah. Different cities, the cities, but you know, we getting together. Yeah, now. it's beef yeah. out here. What's yeah. going on? What you? <laughs> but but y'all all y'all all rock rock, rock the, the, the KC banner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Under, yeah. Underneath one. We all love Patrick. Y'all yeah. all love Patrick. <laughs> we all win. Yeah, we all win. We, we, all win. we got yeah. the same yeah. football team. Right. Royals win, we all win. Absolutely. All one family then. Yeah. They be oh hating, though. They be, hating, they be hating on us. So, so man, it's really good <laughs> to have you. Uh, my first question is, uh, when you first started comedy, what, what, how, how did you get started? How did I get started? Well, I, I take it back. Well, I had a teacher in second grade that would let me tell jokes at the end of the day hey. if I shut up. Word. So I, I kind of had a, always had a working knowledge of what stand, what comedy was. Cause, and then my parents would do get-togethers at the crib. Mm -hmm. And so they would have people that come come by the house and listen to records. Richard Pryor, Miles Mabley, Red Fox, they would listen to records. And my, my bedroom was right off the living room. Mm -hmm. So I would lay on the floor and just listen to these adults cracking up on this record. Yeah. And I was like, what? is that dude doing to make these people laugh? And so I was always kind of aware of comedy, but it took me some years to find another profession, but I knew I knew really early that I wanted to be that dude on the record. What was the first gig you had? Did you do a talent show, or did you just show up at a comedy show? How talent shows, high school. Yep. High school talent show. I was the, you know, every high school got to do, who, 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 gonna, who gonna host a talent show? Right, right, right. That was me. <laughs> that <know>. was you. <laughs> that was me. I Not was that guy. Not scared of the crowd or nothing. I mean, scared, but, you know, like, I tell people, I grew up in Chicago, so Chicago, everybody's funny. Mm -hmm. Your yeah. mama funny, your auntie funny, yeah. they're a roast shoe, yeah. and so everybody is funny, 
but there's something else to see. I got to do it in front of strangers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I always had that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's dope, man. So did you know early on when you started that this was, was it, did you know that you wanted to do this like as a career or were you just dabbling with it? Like how did I didn't know work? it was no career. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just wanted to make people laugh, dude. You know what I'm saying? If I if I keep it like super 100, I I I, I want to make people laugh. I didn't understand the business till I was in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, now I'm in it. And then you start looking around. You be like, okay, you know, I got I got to make this adjustment. I got to figure this part out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I got in it, I just wanted to make folks laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you you figure out the other things later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can I ask, ask, how do you break through that wall? Like, you came from Chicago, and mm-hmm. if we know Chicago, Chicago just has a uh, multitude of comics. Mm-hmm. How do you break through that wall and become Rodney Perry and not just another Chicago comic? Well, well, I'm kind of not a Chicago comic, first of all. Okay, so okay. so let, let's give, give it some context. I'm from Chicago, grew up on the south side, mm-hmm. but my junior high school, we moved to Monroe, Louisiana. So my family pack up, you know, my, my mama left my stepdaddy, you know. Out of there. And we was gone. Taking the and, kids. And now, now man. You never going to see your stepkids Dude, let me in. tell you something. Let the me tell classic you pack up and leave. My mama left gangster, too. She took everything. Everything. The, the refrigerator. Yeah, I, I know the he came back like, wait a minute, y'all. <laughs> but, uh, leave me nothing? Man. And so so now I'm in, I'm in Louisiana. And I'm still, I still know I want comedy. I'm still trying to figure that out. And so, it, it took, it took a lot of, a lot of years between to figure that out. Like, you, you ever uh, seen Barbizon or, or you been in the mall and somebody tell you beautiful and and they, and they, you, you could be a model. Or I, I, I did stuff like that. You know, people are like, oh, uh, give us, give us a thousand dollars. And we'll show you how to be a comedian. And and oh, you know, no. I fell for those scams as a kid. Oh, man. You know, and my mother was like, if you use your own money, you can do whatever you want. And so I, I would save my money up and and I, I I don't know what a tape is, but I did that like as a teenager. And so I was actively pursuing comedy even when I didn't understand it completely. Mm. So I mean, I'm sure I failed to answer your question. <laughs> you, you, you you told me geographically you were someplace else. I, I definitely was not in Chicago, but but how do you become Rodney Perry, man? It's it take a lot, dude. It take a lot to you know of the game. So he, he, here's my lineage. So I go to Monroe, Louisiana, and then real life happened. You know, I, I get out of high school, start having babies right out of high school, and I move back to Chicago. So I moved back to Chicago. I'm standing at my grandmother's house on the couch. And I don't know about y'all family, but you don't got but a couple of weeks not to be working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. so they was already starting to look at me like, what you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to be a comic, but I don't know how. Yeah. I don't know about open mics. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know nothing. I'm, right. I, I I know in my soul what it, what I want to be, but I don't know how to do What What year is this, around? This I graduated high school in '88, so okay. so around there, in and around '88, '80 in that area, right? Okay. And so I'm at my grandmother's house. I hear on the radio, Robin Harris is at the Regal Theater. Oh. My grandmother lived on 77th and Bishop. Robin Harris at the Regal Theater on 79th Street. So I took the bus down to the Regal Theater and stood outside. I had no ticket, and listen, Robin Harris is killing. I can hear. <sighs> 
And I'm sitting out there going, oh, this dude is amazing. Wow. I stood out there for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes, and uh, got on a bus and rode back to my grandmother's house. And like, I was like, I got to figure this comedy out. I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm there. I'm just, I'm just there listening to Robin. Mm-hmm. And that would be his last performance. Damn. He went to his hotel room and passed that night. And so, uh, I, I go back to Louisiana shortly after that, and now I got a baby on the way. Another one? Same baby. Okay. <laughs> Same baby. <laughs> Sorry. But now, now it's on the way. She, she, she coming. <laughs> okay. And I'm living with my mom, and I know I don't want my mom to be taking care of me and my child. Mm-hmm. And so now I got to do something else. So I had a job at this place called Shoe Town. Mm-hmm. And I was going to work, and this, this recruiter stopped on the way to work, and he was like, yo, hey, man, um, you ain't got to do this, man. You should join the military. And he pitched me the Navy on his – he gave me a ride to work. He pitched me in that, you know, seven-minute ride, and I was gone. I was in the Navy seven days later. Dang, yeah. I didn't know wow. that story. Yeah. You I, went to the Navy? I was in the Navy for eight years. Eight years? So 1990 to 1998, I was in the Navy. So hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm sorry for breaking up this story. So you go see Robin Harris that night. He mm-hmm. passed away. You leave from Chicago. You go back to Louisiana. You got mm-hmm. a baby on the way. You going to work. A recruiter stops you mm-hmm. out of the blue. Yeah. You wasn't thinking about going to the Navy? I had considered it in high school because my ASVAB scores, if any, anybody, military, ex-military, you know, the, you take a test in high school at some point. Mm-hmm. And I took the test and I had scored high on the test. Oh, okay. But I... I hurt my knee in high school playing football. Mm-hmm. And so when I hurt my knee, all the recruiters was hands off. Mm. So now it's a year later mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm I'm back healthy and, and I got a baby on the way. Mm. And so now I'm like, okay, this might be a feasible option for me now to take care of my child. Okay. Yeah. And how was that? That those eight years there, I mean, like did it you was just... it was probably the best decision I made. Really? You know, I grew up, uh-huh. you know, I traveled a little bit. Uh, met some lifelong friends. My buddy Harry Ratchford, who currently writes for Kevin Hart. Okay. You know, he we met in the Navy. He was my roommate in the Navy. That's crazy. You know, so me and Harry, who you know, you see him yeah, on, on yep. Kevin Hart stuff. Me and Harry, we we were roommates in the Navy. Like, uh, first of all, Kevin Hart stole all my friends. <laughs> stole Joey. He stole Joey Wells, and he stole Harry. Dang. And uh, but you know, I thought those was his friends. They are his friends. <laughs> he stole them. He just told you he stole his friends. I thought man. those was his childhood friends. No, that was my childhood friends. No. <laughs> no, no, but but you know, it, we were all close though. We were all close. Yeah. But I was also moving. I was moving on my own path. Mm-hmm. So, so my path kind of took me out of the Kevin Hart world, mm-hmm. you know, because when Kevin Hart is is really beginning to cook, I'm on Monique's show. Oh, yep, yeah, yep, yep. You know, yep. so I was I was in my own lane, yep. you know. So I, it wasn't no it, like to jump on the Kevin Hart bandwagon. It didn't make sense at that point. Yeah, you was you was going to go on. I, I could have, you know, if Monique go one more season, it's a wrap. Yeah. Man, I was yeah. saying the same thing. <laughs> that's a wrap. I'm gone. I said the same. You know, thing. but it, it's all good. You know, that's that's life is about the ebbs and flows. But, but um, so ninety to ninety eight, I'm in the navy. I'm doing comedy. I'm actively doing comedy. So I'm not a Chicago comic. I'm a Bay Area comic. Mm, okay. So so my first two in the navy is in New Orleans. It was people like, of course, me, Harry, 
uh, Dr. Ken Jun from the Hangover series. Yep, 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 yep. He was with us during that time. He was a resident. He was in medical school. How did yeah. you connect with those people? Through the Navy? We was all open micers. Oh, yeah, it was open micers. We okay. was all open micers playing open mics in New Orleans. So by the time you got to the Bay Area. I'm ready. You were ready. Yeah. I'm ready. And then so you get to the Bay, it's Cat Williams. Yeah. It's me. It's Lunell. It's a guy named John Austin. Um, uh, Bo P. Uh, was uh, was was he was the OG? Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Curry was the OG. He was gone. No shit. You know, Lighting so the the bay the bay had like a great rich tradition. Of course, Richard Pryor was in the bay in Berkeley wow. where he came yeah. up. So the Bay Area had this rich tradition of, of comedy, and black comedy was flourishing at that time in the bay. And so all the LA comics mm-hmm. would come to the bay to 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 you know the black ones to get mics. What what was popping in the bay where people were coming in? Was it, was people, was people, everything. Was it? It was like, it was a room called End Zone. It was like a Raider bar. Mm-hmm. Dude, I didn't even know. We was performing for Killers. Really? Killers. Wow. Killers, because you'd be like, hey, what, what Frog at? Oh, Frog Frog just caught life. Damn. You'd be like, Frog? Frog did it? Frog. <laughs> frog loved me. <laughs> frog, frog was my number one fan. Yeah. You know, so. You funny it, as hell, you make a murderer's laugh. Man, right. Dude, <laughs> the streets love Rodney Perry. <laughs> you know, but it's, uh, it was like, it was so dope. So, 90 to 94, I'm in New Orleans. 94 to 98, we make the transition to the, to the Bay. Yep. And, uh, and so the Bay Area, Bay Area was great for me, man. I grew up, I grew up. I, I start really learning comedy and 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 really becoming a cold comic in the Bay. So you know that that's my comedy home. So you didn't get out. any stage time in Chicago before you left. You never, you weren't. A comedian I wasn't. At all? I didn't know. No, I didn't know what to do. Okay. I should have when I moved back to my grandmother's house. If I would have been, if I had the wherewithal, mm-hmm. I would have went to you know all jokes aside. Yeah. I would have went. You know, you know, down. I'd have found, the, but I just didn't know what to do. Yeah, you know, I was okay. a kid. Okay, yeah. Because people, don't, people don't understand this. When you, when you first, this is a cool story since Janelle's here. When you first start doing comedy, nobody ushers you in somewhere. It's like either, either they do, like either you have something. If like you're smart enough to yeah. go to a comedy club, yeah, you, you got an OG. <laughs> if you're but a you dummy like me, you be like, <laughs> I was like. A, 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 but the reason like, I asked that is because we had George Wilborn on the show, and I asked him about Chicago comedy, and he was uh, uh, telling me about Damon Williams, mm-hmm. and um, we were talking about the influences of Bernie Mac. None and of them Robin wanted Harris. to mess with me. So when they start, I'm on Comic View before Chicago start embracing me. Mm-hmm. I'm on TV, you know. So I hit TV, I hit Comic View, ninety eight. Ladies and gentlemen, Chicago, Illinois, Rodney Perry. Chicago was like, who is this nigga? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Right. It took me like two seasons and a hot set for Chicago. Oh, that, that's one of ours. Okay. Chicago's wow. territorial about who can yeah. claim Chicago. Comedy. Exactly. Very territorial. Yeah. I didn't know Because I wasn't, because yeah. even though Damon is my peer, you know, we, we were kind of, you know, parallel. But, you know, I was like, I was from Chicago, but I and there's a lot of us. There's a lot of us that's from Chicago that, that maybe started somewhere. LeVar Walker. Yeah. Um, who else? There's a few of us. Uh, my man out in Dallas, Q. Q yeah, out in Dallas Q. is from somewhere else. He live in Dallas, but he, he's a he's Chicagoan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I always say Chicago people are everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, we're everywhere. So, uh, But I used to be real defensive about it. 
Cause you know, dudes was like, "Who, who, who is dude?" I'm like, "Nigga, who is you?" <laughs> yeah, you know that's a rough town to have to defend yourself yeah, all the time, too. Because I'm mean, sure I, it's I not like, right. I'm like, I'm more from Chicago than you. I grew yeah. up on the Wild Hunters, yeah. 126th in state. Yeah. Where you from? Mm-hmm. You know, we could not say that here. We would get laughed at if we said yeah, it's Wild Hunters. Yeah, far the numbers. I tell you, I'm from Granby. I'm from the Wild Hunters. They'd be like, "Ma'am, have us have a seat. Several seats. Ain't nothing wild about the hundreds. Ain't nothing wild about the hundreds. The wild, wild west out there. Low numbers. So, besides Robin Harris, who were your comedic influences? Like, who did you look up to? Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy is the reason I do stand up. Wow. Absolutely. Like, so on, on the weekends when I was growing up, I would go bowl with my cousin them on Saturday morning, and I would spend the night Saturday and a Sunday, and we would watch Saturday Night Live. Man. Oh. And me and my cousins, we watched Saturday Night Live, and I remember like it was yesterday. Eddie Murphy came on. He was doing Velvet Jones, the pimp. <laughs> nigga looked in the camera. He said, but your honor, the bitch is ugly. <laughs> hey, nigga, who is that? Shit, my life changed in that moment. I mean, and I already knew who Eddie Murphy was. Like, I had Eddie Murphy first first cassette. Yeah. So before he had Delirious, he had a, 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 a comedy cassette. It was 21 minutes long, and it had two songs on it. So it wasn't even all comedy. Yeah. And and I remember, I remember like, this dude is fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. I, but I saw him. It's Eddie Murphy comedian. The album how he have a rose in his hair. If, if you look, if you look up the album, Bait, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I wasn't party out there. It was Boogie in the Butt. Boogie no. in the Butt. Really? I don't remember Boogie in the Butt. <laughs> Boogie in the Butt. Look it up. I'm about to Google that later. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. He had two. So he had two songs on it, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. So yeah. with Eddie, Eddie Murphy is my, my biggest influence. Okay, with him being your influence, how did it feel to be in coming to America? Unreal. And did you get to be around this dude? Like, man, did you get first to day, to- first day, first day, first day on set? I'm in a scene with Eddie Murphy, and so I, I've I've met Eddie. You know, I've been to Eddie's house. Mm-hmm. You Dang, know, I, was, Eddie's inviting everybody over to his house. You ain't shit. <laughs> Damn, I ain't never been. You ain't over shit if you dude. ain't been to Eddie's house. <laughs> you can be. You can be at, a, at at the Laugh Factory, and they'll be like, everybody be like, you know, we going to Eddie's house after this. Damn, you know, it, it it could happen. And so that's one of the dope things about being in L.A. But, of course, you know, our circles are really small. And so I, I got an invite to Eddie's house before. You know, he have, like, a fight party or something. And, you know, Eddie, you know, Eddie be like, you know, hey, funny man. I'm like, I'm like that nigga don't know me. Uh-huh. You know, I, I knew he didn't know me. And so to, 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 to really put it in perspective on the set, mm-hmm. but to have Eddie go, you know, it's one, it's one to be social. But it's another thing when you're working with a person. Yeah. Because it becomes really real then. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, being on the set was, was kind of crazy, man. Uh, I, I had already known Arsenio. Arsenio was always really nice and cool. Yeah. You know, I interviewed him on my own podcast before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Arsenio, the one who gave Eddie the real the real on you, mm-hmm. you know, it's like with me with Monique. Monique called me. If, if she about to do some business with a comedian, she don't know, she going to call me. Mm-hmm. And be like, Rod, who is this motherfucker? Yeah. You know, and then so Arsenio is that to Eddie. Mm-hmm. And so Arsenio will be like, yo, Rodney, that's a good nigga, man. Da, 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 boom, we cool. And okay. so I know Arsenio, Arsenio gave me the energy on that. And mm-hmm. uh, and Eddie was cool, man. <laughs> I remember one, one morning he came in. He's like, what's up, Rodney? Bro? How you doing today? And I was like this. Oh, man, <laughs> that nigga talking to me. <laughs> you know, but now but you see how I feel. My takeaway. <laughs> my take My takeaway is like, he was like being around, like of course we know, you know, Sid and Steve and 
Bernie and, and DL are the kings of comedy, but Eddie Murphy is like being around real royalty. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like that nigga's a real king, nigga. Yeah. Like, that nigga just has a, you know, had a nigga be sitting on the, you know, on the movie. Nigga be sitting like that for real. <laughs> like, I'm like, this nigga's a king. <laughs> this nigga that's really a real, like that. Yeah, that's like, a real king of comedy you're right, right there. Though, Why man. you bullshit? You're really so right. It was, it was a moment like the nigga dropped some like sage wisdom out of nowhere. Uh-huh. You, know, you, you had somebody drop some sage wisdom? Like you're doing to us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the way you felt when you met Eddie, I was sitting here, man. I usually ain't nervous, bro. I was bragging a little bit. I had a few celebrities. I was just sitting here like, what do I ask this nigga? Bianca, I, you know, I'm so used to Bianca being here, too. Right. Like, this is my girl. But like I need her energy. Like I was nervous oh, as fuck. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't know why. I mean, I know why I'm a fan, <laughs> but it was like, yeah, I admit wow. it. I admit it, nigga. You know, no, I'm no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's an honor, man. It's a, it, it's it's a real honor. But, and I people think I was gonna say it. Like cat, cat, cat say me all to me. Say this to me all the time. Like, you know, do you ever get used to people asking for autograph? Dude, I remember when nobody cared. Yeah. You feel me? Like, like how dare I be the nigga that be like, no, I'm good right now. Mm-hmm. Fuck, like what happened when you don't, when you when you don't feel like it? Stay home. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like nigga, if you are, if you are a celebrity and you don't want to be bothered with people, stay your ass at home. Oh, yeah. come on, preacher. That's some real come shit. On. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like mm-hmm. if you don't want to be bothered, you with your family, nigga. Steve Harvey asked me one time. I I, I used to write for Steve. He had a show called Steve Harvey's Big Time. Okay. And then nigga, you know, I, I've told told Steve Harvey stories on the internet too. But the nigga would give us game every day. People, everybody don't like Steve Hart, but that nigga, that nigga is a wealth of information. Mm-hmm. And nigga turned me one day. He said, "Rodney P, you want this?" I said, "What you talking about, Steve?" He said, "Do you want this?" I said, "I mean, I, hold on, nigga. You gotta ask yourself, do you want this when it don't matter? They, I, I got a wife, I got kids, I can't go to the mall. Me and my wife can't go to Applebee's. It turned into something else. So you gotta ask yourself why it don't matter. Do you want this?" Mm-hmm. He said, "Do you want this, nigga?" Mm-hmm. I said, "Yes, sir. I want it." Say good shit. Now, now get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. He was, he was a cold dude, man. Steve Harvey. Cold he, shit. he don't get the respect comedically that I think he deserved. Like, you don't think so? Yeah. Steve I mean, Harvey, the king of the comedy. I don't he know he definitely king of comedy. But he don't get, yeah. you know, he don't get the, you know, you, you still, you still, I mean, Steve, his, first of all, his gift ain't necessarily stand up to me. Steve Harvey is the best at improv. Yeah. Like Steve Harvey. So so I'm on tour with Steve. We in New York. And Steve, they told at that time it was a monument in Central Park. Mm-hmm. So as far as I could see, it was these uh flags that was kind of draped over these lines, as far as I could see. And it was orange. And they drove us by there. They was like, Steve, that's 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 the monument. And Steve was like, what the fuck? You know, I mean, uh, this job be trying to show me this ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at that shit. It was cold too, New York City. I said, shit, I know what. They wouldn't have all them blankets on them lines if I was out here in New York. Nigga, cold as it is, nigga, I'm gonna get me one of them goddamn blankets. <laughs> he said, Rodney P, that's it. That's the joke. He took that little idea, walked out, and did 20 minutes on that shit. He was snatching them lines down and, and wrapping up in them. I mean, he just <laughs> made it into like this Damn. whole thing. And, and that let me know I could write on that level for another comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, because I just had that quick germ of idea. And he told me one time, he said, Rodney P, you know why I like you around me, nigga? Because you in it. You working every night. Yeah. And and just because of that, I was so quick and, and on it. And they would also pit me against Tommy. Mm-hmm. 
you know, because Thomas Miles or nephew Tommy, at, at who, who nephew Tommy is, we they would Tommy was already in their camp. Yep. And so when I start coming around, they would be like, "Well, shit, well, Tommy, nigga, your your name ain't on the mark, marquee, nigga." Rodney Perry, I take these twelve hundred, and they was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I come to get that guy. I bet. Bit. And so, so we we did that until I kind of grew up, grew up a little bit financially. I got on Who's Got Jokes, yeah. and so I'll start making money. And Steve them stopped fucking with me, man. That's what's up. You know they they called me, they called me uh to do a gig with Steve. I got a call. Rashawn McDonald called me, Steve's right hand man, you know, and he's like, uh, Rodney P. Steve wants you to play Charlotte with him. I said, well, what's the what's the money? He said, I mean, no, he asked me what you want, mm-hmm. and I was like, I was like, what, what when y'all need? And Steve like you to come in a day early. He don't want you traveling the day of, mm-hmm. especially going west to east. Mm-hmm. He wants you already in the pocket. I'm like, nigga, it's gonna cost me another day. I said, give me twenty five hundred. So he's like, hold on, let don't, don't he said, let me check the flights, man, and I'm gonna get back to you. So he get back to me. Long story short, they end up offering me twelve hundred. Mm. I was like, I was fucked up. I was like, nigga, I can't take this. Some bullshit. <laughs> so I, I sent him an email. Hey, Rashawn, man, I want to thank y'all for always throwing me gigs, and I appreciate y'all, but I must respectfully decline this offer. I left my voicemail, sent him an email. You know them niggas would not book me for like five years. Damn. The next time I see them, I'm on the Monique show. Mm-hmm. Steve Harvey come to me riding the Pete nigga. You know you the only black man on TV. And it's true. At that time, while we was doing Monique, me and Monique was the only black people on television, yeah. period. Mm. Wow. Because all the sitcoms was gone. Mm-hmm. All sitcoms gone. When me and Mo was on, we were, we revived like three sitcoms. Mm-hmm. Girlfriends came back because of us. Uh, people's careers was getting revived because of us. Mm-hmm. And so I said, Steve, what the fuck, man? Because now I'm starting to build in my comedy club game, and I needed that press. Mm-hmm. Steve on the radio every day. I, I do put me on the show. Mm-hmm. He said, it ain't me, man. It's, you know, it's, the, it's, it's Rashawn. And I was like, Steve. Please don't wow. fuck me. don't don't play me, nigga. I know I know how shit work. I know the game. Yeah. So I go to talk to Rashawn. I said, "What you want me to do? You kiss your ring, nigga? What?" He's like, "Rob, man, you know, man, it's been a long time. Yeah, I know, nigga. I gotta feed my family, my nigga. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, you, help me help help me help my family." Mm-hmm. He's like, "You know what, Rob? We got you." And they brought me back in the fold. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we cool even to this day. What's up, man? But that that's that's the game. That's the business. Nobody talk about that shit. Yeah, I like to hear that shit though. Yeah. I love to hear those sides because um, like hopefully I'll be facing that song with this podcast. You know what I mean? Oh, you will. You will. Let me just say, do not Joe Button. <laughs> do do you have an obsession with Joe Button. I've been seeing I your post. I am posts. obsessed with him. Mr. Pump, pump, pump it up. <laughs> I, am. I am. He's a very fascinating man. Well, he came out with that. We was hyped for a good yeah. half of a summer and or something. And now we shit. still mm-hmm. trying to pump, pump, pump it up. But he's the world's greatest rapper, hands down. Okay, shout out to Joe. Shout out to Joe. <laughs> So was Who's Got Jokes your first big hosting gig, or was there something before that? Was Who's Got Jokes? So here's a little story people don't know. Okay. They actually offered me the main job, the main host. Mm. So they 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 go to Bill Bellamy. Bill Bellamy turns it down. Yeah. Mm. Bill Bellamy turns down Who's Got Jokes. Mm-hmm. So before Who's Got Jokes, there's another series called The Big Black Comedy Show. Mm-hmm. Right? I seen that when I was Big Black Comedy Show. I think Monique Monique hosted one. I think 
maybe Michael Collier hosted one, mm-hmm. something like that. It, it was like two volumes of it. And I co-hosted one of those. Okay. And so the producers knew me, Ralph Farquhar and this other company, they knew me. So Ralph Farquhar is like um, uh, him and Stan Lathan is best friends. They like, they produced all of that stuff around that time. Mm-hmm. And so they, 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 they're familiar with me. So Bill turns it down. They come to me. Mm-hmm. I made I made one of my my life mistakes. I said, "Let me sleep on it." Mm-hmm. And before I could get back up, <laughs> Bill <laughs> Bellamy had said, "I right, fuck it, I do it." Oh, and, and so they the next time they come to me, they go, "Rod, hold up." Bill said he want to host. Yeah, we still want you to be involved. Would you be the man on the street? You know, it's mm-hmm. going. But this is what I learned from that. I learned one how to produce myself. Mm-hmm. Because people sometimes just want to fuck with you because they like you. You know, Hollywood is all about who you like. You work with people who you like. Y'all on this podcast together because y'all like each other. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so they wanted to work with me, but they didn't know what I was gonna do. Mm-hmm. They knew he was. I was gonna interview people on the street and the comics and stuff, but they didn't know how it was gonna go. Mm-hmm. And so first episode, I come out. Bill go to introduce me. I come out in some 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 heart boxers. And a robe on, <laughs> and Bill was legitimately surprised. He was like, "What? I know what you're doing, man." I like, Bill, I thought we were starting thirty minutes later, man. My bad. Dude. And that became a thing. Mm-hmm. So now every time I walk out, it became another thing, and and they start producing that yeah. as the shows went on. So we did four or five seasons of Who's Got Jokes. We 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 put a lot of comedians on, uh, delay a lot of comics you know now. Um, uh, Lav Love comes to mind. Um, uh, the, the ones that won, uh, Tiffany Haddish was on our show. Uh, 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 I want to say a lot of great comics came through that. Carlos Miller came through our show, you know. So, we we, we gave a lot of people their first TV. Mm-hmm. So, uh, very proud of who's got jokes. But to answer your question, uh, I, I'm pretty sure that was probably one of my, my first like hosting or co hosting things. And mm-hmm. myself, Bill Bellamy, and Tommy Ford, uh, we, we did some good work over there. All right, man. I got a question, dude. How did you hook up with Tyler Perry, and how did you get on the show or the movie? Okay, so we are doing Monique. Okay, Monique is beefing with Tyler. Oh, we got to get into that later. We got to get into that later. (laughs) Monique, there's a there's some beef, and I'm stuck in the beef. Oh, see, we got the man. Oh, we gotta be like, I'm the man on the street. The you lived up to your name. I'm, 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 I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the beef and oh, shit. Oh wow! And so Tyler and them not fucking with me. Damn. And you know, of course, we trying to massage it. And the thing about Atlanta is everybody worked for everybody. Everybody working was working everywhere. Mm-hmm. So like our PAs and stuff worked for Tyler and stuff like that. And so, yeah. you know, I, I knew this person, knew that person, and I was like, dude, y'all gotta get me in to at least read for some Tyler Perry. So before I get the movie, I read for an episode of Meet the Browns. Oh, I can see you in that. So I did I did like an episode of Meet the Browns. You was Mr. Brown's cousin, right? Yeah, I, I was oh, there. Yeah. Check it out. And I was yeah. selling the water, the woo water. I was selling <laughs> the water. Okay. I was trying to get them to invest in this water company. I was, <laughs> me, me, and, me and Brown is ridiculous. Yeah. Dang. Funny together. And so, so I do that. I read for a young lady named Alpha Tyler. Mm-hmm. Alpha Tyler is the best casting agent in the world. Mm-hmm. The her just her way was dope, right? And so she would bring you in, and say, you know, Rodney, you on? Don't trip. I mean, we just gonna read it. If it's good, it's good. If it's not, we'll do it again. 
Mm-hmm. And if it's dope, she get excited. She's like, and so I done an episode of Me the Browns, and I heard this movie was coming down the line. No, that's a lie. I made it up. <laughs> I didn't know the movie was coming at all. But unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. the movie is coming. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm I'm doing stand-up in Atlanta. I'm at the Uptown Comedy Corner. Roger Bob, who was Tyler Perry's right-hand man at the time, Roger Bob comes to see me at the club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my homegirls was working for him. Mm-hmm. And so Roger Bob comes to me at the show. He said, nigga, you funny, man. Mm-hmm. Rodney, you know what? I'm going to hit you tomorrow, man. I'm, I'm, I got, I'm, I might have something for you. Mm-hmm. People say that, though. Right. Yeah. I'm thinking he's full of shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, boy. I'm just, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, all right, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> he called me the next day. I want to say it's a, um, a Wednesday. Call, they call me Thursday. Yo, can you come in? I mean, they hit me at 10 a.m. They want me in at 12. Mm-hmm. That same day, they want me in at 12 o'clock. Good check. Mm-hmm. Okay. They send me the sides over that I'm about to audition. This shit's seven pages. Damn. Mm. You know you what I'm saying? It's a lot. Two hours. It's a lot. <laughs> and I got to drive over to yeah. Tyler Perry Studios to do the audition. <laughs> seven oh pages. God. But I read it, and I know the guy. I know this dude. I know this. Oh. I know this dude. I'm married. I mean, I've been married at that time, probably, you know, 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to be in a relationship and, and be in love or not in love and go through that. Me yeah. and my wife have been through the through the, through the the ins and outs of that. Yeah. Right. And so I'm, I'm looking, I'm like, man, I know this nigga, man. So I, I get off book like that. So I go I go to the, uh, to the studio, Alpha Tyler. She's like, Rodney, you know, you know, just, just read it, man. If you feel it, you know, if you don't like it, we'll just try it again. I read it with her. She was like, nigga, that was good. <laughs> she said, stay right there. She go across the hall to uh, Ruben Cannon. Now, Ruben Cannon is 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 Tyler's left hand if, if Roger Bob is right. I'm going to email all these people when the show <laughs> right, right, right so, after this. Go ahead. <laughs> so Ruben Cannon, right? Ruben Cannon is also the head casting director of the first movie I did, Johnson Family Vacation. Mm. Okay. It's a small world. Shit is it's starting it's to spin in my favor. The line so is right. So I go, I go into Ruben's office. He's like, man, do I know you? I'm like, you cast me in Johnson Family. He was like, I sure did. Mm-hmm. So we sit there. Uh, we read it. We read for him. Read the shit. Da-da-da-da-da-da. He's like, nigga, that was good. Mm-hmm. Said, Thank you. I'm getting ready to go. They say, hold on. He get on his phone. He called Tyler. Mm-hmm. On on uh, on a speaker. Mm-hmm. Hey Tyler, man, we got this young man in here, man. Uh, I, I think I think we might have our hair. Mm-hmm. He said, "All right, let him read." Me and her read again. Mm-hmm. He was like, "What's his name?" It's Rodney Perry. Perry. He said, "You good? That was good, man." I was like, "I was like, thank you, Tyler. I mean, Miss Perry, thank you." Yeah. He was like, "All right, all right, we'll, we'll be in touch." Before I get home. I'm getting a call from Wardrobe. Wow. Wardrobe is like, yo, we need you to come back in. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, um, I haven't been booked. Uh-huh. And they was like, oh, all right, all right. We, we got to click, click. They just hung up. <laughs> <laughs> they about to get somebody fired. They called me too early. <laughs> so they finally called, booked the movie. And so they had been trying to book this guy for months. Mm-hmm. You know, and and they went through a bunch of comics in Hollywood, and nobody had the right sensibility because because this guy 
gets beat up throughout the movie. You know, the mm-hmm. kids is talking crazy to him, the wife is talking crazy to him, mm-hmm. and he got he got to stay in the pocket until his moment. Mm-hmm. And so you can't jump that. And so they tried to they tried to, a bunch of actors that it just didn't work out with. Mm-hmm. So I went in on a Thursday. I went in the wardrobe on a Friday. We shooting me Bow Wow and my man that with the horse commercial. Monday morning we shooting that. Right, dude with the horse commercial. Dude with the Old Spice dude. Old Spice. Old Spice, um, uh, uh, Isaiah Mustafa. Okay, there you Isaiah go. Mu- yeah, shout yeah, out yeah. to him. Yeah, shout out to Isaiah, man. Good dude. I'm on the I just, I just, he gave me a t-shirt during that time. I just threw it away yesterday. God damn it. Why are you like, you got to get rid of some of these fucking t-shirts? So how was, how was the, uh, the set? It was great. It was great? It was great. First of all, Tyler Perry, the hardest working man I, I, in the world. Oh, my God. Yeah. You got to think the motherfucker wrote, produced, directed, and he played like three characters. Yeah. yeah. You know, and what I what I would say to your audience, man, if you ever get in a, a scene with Tyler Perry, man, be ready, man, because a nigga will take your lines. <laughs> Damn, Tyler Perry, because you snatch know, he, a nigga's he, lines. He, he like, wrote the shit. Yeah, uh-huh. if you take a breath, oh, you don't know your shit. I'm about to say it. Damn, I heard people don't like that. A lot of people don't like for them to hey. say that line. They said Will Smith was like that on uh, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They was like he'll he'll be they'll be acting he'll be like reading their lines. No, that's a different thing. Oh, okay. Will Smith was literally mouthing yeah. the yeah. whole script. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler Perry that. will take your line. Like he will he so he's taking over your. So he ready to he jump gonna in say your shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and he shit. know he know that he he's so intimate with the script that he can do it. Yeah. 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 You know, character. your your character's supposed to say, "Okay, me and you in the scene, right?" Uh-huh. Your character's supposed to say, "Then I went to the uh to the bar." Okay, and we in the scene, and you take a breath. You went to the bar, didn't you? What? <laughs> oh, shit. This nigga just take my line. <laughs> so who you are? Like, and it's making the cut. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. If he, if he, all his lines make the cut. So but what no. is it like being around somebody that you know is just like you said the hardest working. Like not just black person, person out here. Like, is that inspiring? Just being in the same I, room? Absolutely, man. Halfway through through shooting, like two weeks into the shooting, he brought us all to his house. Right, his house is crazy. Like he had pictures on his wall as big as this whole, like a single picture mm. painting on his wall, and he had some some type of fucking. Jammer in that moment, we couldn't take no selfies. Me and my wife was like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we try to get it, you know, on the slide. Nigga, shit, black. Stand my in front of me real quick. Like, what this nigga do to wow. my phone? Dang. Let me tell you, it's some rich shit out here we don't know about. I'm right, yeah, right. yeah. You ain't yeah. find out till we get that yeah, rich. You, you be yeah. like, you trying to, you like, what's wrong with my phone? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Scramble, just it. Yeah, so, but, but I, I, during that time, we talked. And I just remember asking him, I was like, man, did you see all this? And he's like, no more than you see what you gonna have. He's mm. like, man, he's like, man, I was homeless not 10 years ago. And so you, you just you just don't know what God got in store for you. You just, mm-hmm. just gotta keep banging up the road. Mm-hmm. And I found him to be inspiring and, and just a, a an awesome guy, man, so mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen that Tyler Perry studio on YouTube or something like that, man. And I'm like, he owns, like he was saying like, the. The president used to live over here, and the general used to live over here. And I'm like, you own this shit, nigga? Yeah. Like, this don't got nothing to do with the studio. But he's like, this is where we film, man. We film all around this motherfucker, in the yeah. studio, outside the studio. He had one hallway. You went down over to the hospital. You go down another hallway. It's, it, it, it's, it's a uh, big a office ass, building. Yeah, of the, like, uh, this shit crazy. They actually have a replica of the White House on, on that Yeah, on that for set. that yeah. show that he got mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. I said, that shit crazy, man. Yeah. That's a different type of money. 
So how was it filming Johnson Family Vacation? Because uh, J.J. Williamson was in there. You me cool with J.J.? J.J.? Yeah, yeah, me and J.J. Yeah. So me and J.J. W- had, had connected with Said. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. And so so after the Kings of Comedy, Said had booked the Bud Light commercials. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I meet I meet a Said's role manager, a gentleman by the name of KB, Kelvin Bland. Mm-hmm. I meet Kelvin Bland at the Bay Area Comedy Competition. So in 2000... 2000 I go to the competition and I meet KB mm-hmm. and KB was just we was just dudes you know he said right can I get a ride to my hotel I'm like I said man I got you so I'm giving a ride to a hotel we end up giving these chicks a ride to their hotel mm-hmm. and none none better to than two dudes and two chicks uh-oh right, right, right you know ain't nothing happening nobody smashing nothing but mm-hmm. that's the best way to meet a dude to see what type of dude you're dealing with Oh, okay. And, and okay. so, yeah. and so during that, that that moment, you know, we dropped the girls off, and we was riding back to his room. He was like, "Rod, you cool as hell, man." He said, "Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna connect you with, with said." Mm-hmm. I'm again thinking this dude is full of shit. Mm-hmm. Sure enough, a couple weeks later, I get a call. Hey, man, want you want to go on tour with said? I was like, "Hell yeah!" And so said, this is what said gave us myself, JJ, Duval, um. Who else was with us that during that time? Prescott out of Memphis, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Juan Villarreal out of uh, Texas. He took us all on road. It, it was more than that too. It was a bunch of us. So say it opened us up to what the possibilities were. It's like when you when you when you hustling and grinding. Janelle can speak to this. It ain't glamorous. Mm-hmm. Say it showed us what glamorous felt like. Mm. Like they would send a sedan to your house. To go to the airport before you left the city, yeah. you have a sedan, nigga. Me and my wife, me and my wife, we was taking pictures like we was going to prom, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a limo outside. It was a limo outside. <laughs> so That's we, dope. We uh, he pick us up with a limo. First gig, we playing Detroit and Indianapolis. So the way the tour work, you will fly to Detroit, tour bus to Indy from Detroit, mm. and then. You will fly out of Indy at the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. That's the tour. So uh, we do that tour. The first tour goes without a hitch. And um, I'm going back home mm-hmm. that Sunday, and I text KB. I'm like, yo, matter of fact, I had a two-way. Not the big sky page, nigga, the, the little the, bitty the little bitty one. No. The little <laughs> red shit. Yeah. <laughs> Open that motherfucker. I'm like, yo, man, thanks for the gig. Appreciate y'all. Man, really appreciate y'all. He hit me back. He like Nick. Can you work next weekend? Oh, that's dope. Hell yeah! yeah Hell yeah, nigga. What you to do, <laughs> nigga? What? Yeah. So the next weekend is Dallas and Houston. Yeah. So we fly into Dallas. Houston floods. Really? Houston. Wow. There was a flood in Houston, and some kind of way, it was more economical for us to stay in Dallas another day. So now we in Dallas a day with nothing to do. Mm-hmm. So now. We bond on some dude shit. That's what's up. We hooped that day. That's we kicked it. You know, I got a chance to sit down with Sid, talk mm-hmm. to him. You know, talk comedy. Now we ain't just dudes on the tour. Yeah. We the, we homies. Yeah. You know, JJ, myself. You know, and Sid took us out to dinner that night, man. Like we were sitting around the table, just like y'all table, right? Sid at the head of the table. We got out. We suited, you know, because we with the King County, yeah. so that's part of it. You be sweet suited and booted, mm-hmm. you know, you know. And we, we 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 all trying to make sure too. So, it, what, what what can we get? Right. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want a motherfucker overstep your right. damn spending right. limit. Right. He like Nick Rod, get whatever you want. I mean, 
So this steak is okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> this, this $80 steak is okay? Yeah. Nigga, get what you want, buddy. <laughs> so looking over your shoulder like, no, but but money no was no that. object. Said no had it. We we said I have a great dinner, and then and we we in a we like in a, a stretch um, Hummer or something, and so he take us to a party that night. We go see Kid Capri. Have you ever seen Kid Capri live? No, no, ain't nothing. Kick First it. of all, the nigga Kid Capri like a comedian. He got an opener DJ, mm. <laughs> and then he got a middle DJ. Really? <laughs> And then the nigga comes out and does one hour of fire. Damn. Damn. It's crazy. We in the DJ booth. I didn't know that was a thing. Yes. <laughs> it's a fucking crazy thing. So we in the DJ booth. It's, mm-hmm. it's all of us. It's, it's said it's four of us. And we in the DJ booth rocking. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, we. I'm like, yo, this is. This is unreal. Mm-hmm. I'm a rock star. I'm standing next to Sadie the Entertainer in a DJ booth with fucking Kid Capri. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, what am I doing with my life? This is, <laughs> this is bananas, dude. Yeah. And and he he rocked it. And then we, we go we go we go home that night, man. And it's just unreal. And you get back back to the crib and you back to real life. I'm like, yeah, man. Well, at least you got the chance to see it. You can't you can't you can't achieve it if you don't see it, man. And and, and he opens up he opened us up to the possibilities. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And I will always thank Sid for that, man. Great, great human being. Do and, you and think a hell of a Sid mentor. Sid just deserves as being like one of the best comedians around, man. Cause I always loved Sid Entertainment, but it never really felt like he got to that. Even and he was a king of comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. With it Sid, like just when you have those top five conversations, it's just like some names just don't come up. Yeah. Well, it's, first of all, said it's not to be fucked with. Yeah, on that comedy stage, like it was moments in Kings of Comedy where said and Bernie was the closers. Yeah, I heard about that. I mean, it wasn't just Bernie. Yeah, and 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 they both supplanted Steve fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. So said was not said couldn't be followed in certain cities. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, and said has always been the most genuine of the dudes. Like, you know, so. So said what well, we started at uh, Johnson Family Vacation. Mm-hmm. Said before Johnson Family, because of the tour, we had become cool. So when said got his TV show, mm. I was working which, on that. What TV show? He had a TV, a sketch comedy show mm-hmm. called Cedric the Entertainer Presents. Yep. It was on Fox. I kind of vaguely remember that. JB Smooth is on there. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that yeah. show is on. So yeah. that, it gives some historic points. That show is on the same time Chappelle come on. Oh shit! Wow. And the only reason, Ch- well, it was it was a good show, but mm-hmm. they got preempted for baseball because Fox had the World Series that year. Mm-hmm. So they got preempted for baseball, and Chappelle was on Comedy Central with less rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we was on Fox. That's that's network TV. It's yeah. just stuff you can't say, mm-hmm. and you know everything had to be like network TV clean. Yeah. But Chappelle and them was generating stuff, jokes about peeing and R. Kelly peeing on people, and they they yeah. was doing it was unheard of what they was doing. <laughs> and so, so, um, so, but I knew said, and so when Kings of Comedy, I mean, I'm sorry, when when Johnsonville started coming, they started talking about it. I was actually, uh, I read um, Steve's part at the table read. Mm-hmm. So I was starting to get into those little conversations anyway, mm-hmm. and so I run into KB again on the street. Said show is over, the TV show is over, and I was like, "Dude, I need a movie." He's like, "Rob, we got you," and he had me. Mm-hmm. He had me, and they brought me into the movie. The director, the 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 character was supposed to be bigger. 
like a big man. And so the bit was I was supposed to scratch the record with my stomach or something while they was dancing. <laughs> they end up rewriting that and, and, and what happened in the movie happened in the movie. But uh, that was that was a great look for me, man. Yeah. I know Bianca usually do this. So shout out to Bianca. She can make it today. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she usually do this. I think it's time for the top five. Yeah, let's, get it. let's get it. Every comedian that comes in here has to give us their top five comedians, their personal top five, okay, and then their top five uh, movies. So we favorite was, comedies. Yep. Which one you want to go with first? You want to do the, the comedians I'm or the comedy? Tell me. I mean, I, I mean, I'm ready. I want to do the comedies first. I think that's always fun. Fun to me. Movies or comedians? Movies. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, movies. Okay. Um. Top five comedy movies. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Never heard that one. Oh, Never oh heard God. that one. Hold All on, the man. comedians we had, the first one said Caddyshack. Caddyshack is fucking funny to me. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. Caddyshack, Caddyshack with uh, Big Boy in there? Or the original? No, not with, that with, one. Uh, not who's your caddy. Okay. <laughs> Caddyshack. You talking about with uh, Rodney Dangerfield? Hey, I'll tell you, I got a million of them. That's yeah. right, Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> I get no respect, I tell you. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. had to do Rodney. You had to do. Right. See, Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield, she, he started off late, too. Yeah. I heard he didn't get his big break until he was late. He was like over 50. Yeah. yeah. But you know he changed his name. His yeah. name wasn't always Rodney. Yep. He changed his name, too. He became uh, the character of a, of a bit that he used to do. Cause he, uh, something yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah he's got an interesting story. But uh, Caddyshack is, is one of my favorite comedies. Um Harlem Nights. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Callum Sh- Caddyshack is nothing but all white comedy, right? Pretty much. Um, uh, the starter movie is um from Saturday Night Live. Um, uh, Chevy, Chevy Chase. Chase. Thank you. Uh, Chevy Chase. It's a Chevy Chase movie. Ain't no, I don't even think no black characters in the movie. I feel Reason- like Chevy Chase is the or- original yeah. Adam Sandler. And Bill Bill Murray is in the movie. Yeah, that's hard. That's tough. And they had a little fake little squirrel. <laughs> Which was hilarious. This was just funny. I remember that. We say this every time a comedy. That only reason why I ask that because we say this every time a comedian comes on. Everybody got that one white movie that they just love. And Caddyshack is your white movie, huh? I mean, I mean, if if, if it wasn't saying comedies, then I'm a, Rudy is my favorite movie. All right, well, Rudy. yeah, he got to be standing in the top five. Then Rudy is my favorite movie all the time. I can't watch the shit without weeping. Oh anyway, my god, another story. <laughs> uh, but I'm I'm thinking comedy. Um, definitely. Um. We got Harlem Nights. Harlem Nights, coming to America. Coming to America. Uh oh. Um, I don't know which one. The one you yeah, was yeah, in, yeah. or or the original, the original, okay, original, okay. original, original. Uh, oh, well, Caddyshack, coming to America. Uh, I Harlem said, Nights. I said Harlem Nights. Yeah. Um, yeah, three. Uh, two more. What what comedy that is like a must? Um, I know that's tough, right? Um, yeah, I mean, Delirious was a the film. Spot. So I can say Delirious. Delirious was a film, a feature film. D L I D D Delirious. Yep. Come on. We miss you, Bianca. We miss you. All right, where's he at? Delirious. What's Oh, okay. You know, I and and I'm a Chevy Chase fan, so I might. What What's the the Griswolds. What's the, what's the, oh, which the one? Vacation. Oh. The vacation. The vacation series. series. Yeah. Uh, or the Christmas The original series. great. The yeah. original vacation though. Yeah. You know, the original vacation. 
Lapoon, the Lapoon vacation. Yeah, National Lampoon. National Lampoon. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what those are, though. I remember, I remember, I remember, I remember they were falling asleep at the wheel and and, <laughs> and almost wrecking the car with the family in it. That's what tickled me, man. Uh, I like those were hilarious, man. man. Yeah. So uh, that, that's I think that's, that 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 could be my top five films. Ooh, this was a different type of top five. It was definitely different. We got two of them. Good movies, usually, though. Two of them that we usually get are Harlem Nights and Coming to America, but Caddyshack and, and Delirious and National Lampoon. Yeah. I don't yeah. think we have those. I don't I got the records, but I don't know if we have those. That was unique. That was unique. Yeah, All we right. got the records. We'll go back to them when she yeah. gets here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about the comedians? What we got? Who we got? Uh, I'm probably going to be in line with most comics on this. Um, you know, Richard Pryor, hands down, greatest comic ever touch a microphone. Uh-huh. Great choice. Uh, um, uh, of course, Eddie Murphy is on my top five. Mm-hmm. You know, even though Eddie's body of work is is not as extensive as some people, mm-hmm. he, he still is that guy for me because he affected a generation of comics. Yeah, I got uh, a que- I got a question about Eddie Murphy that I don't think I ever asked. Right? Because because you just put me on one one cassette that that I didn't know that he had out. Right? So he had one cassette before he did any of the other stand ups. Mm-hmm. So then he had two stand ups. So he got like three. Yeah. Things on album on record or whatever, right? Indeed. Did he ever like <clears throat> tour or did he ever like go oh, 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 besides like that? Delirious and Raw was a tour? Okay, I'm, I'm talking about besides those. Like, did he ever t- like just not like actually tour, but did he actually like go around and do stand up com- comment? I'm sure, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, but those Delirious and Raw was a huge nationwide yeah. tour yeah. Mm-hmm. that ended up being movies. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, like you know, th- there was talk when you know Kevin was making his run that that his numbers would rival Eddie's number. But mm-hmm. if you bring Eddie's numbers to date, it would be billions of dollars. Yeah. yeah. If you fast forward him yeah. to this time with inflation and stuff, yeah. so Kevin's movies didn't touch. Oh, his tour? Did he have uh, other people opening up for him? Does anybody got like a? a, a... I, I don't. I don't. I've never heard stories about yeah, that. But it wasn't just him. Okay. I mean, I know. I know. Like people like. Um, um, Keenan Ivory Wayans was in this camp. Yep. You know, I, I know, um, you know, um, oh, well, I can't think of this man's name. Um, I'm going to get you, sucker, the director. Uh, I thought he was Keenan. Oh, not Keenan. Not, not Keenan. Uh, Robert Townsend, Robert Townsend okay. Oh, okay. Was, was in and around, mm, you know, Ed, yeah, Eddie them back much. then. So, and, uh, and maybe his brother would have ended I up. I was thinking maybe Charlie would have. Been, I've never know. heard a story though. I've never heard nobody. But he had open bands open for him. The man. Bus Boys open for Eddie Murphy. I remember that. I remember oh, okay. The Bus Boys open for Eddie Murphy. So he come oh. in after everybody and got <laughs> and dancing <laughs> and grooving and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bitches. Like rock star. Rock star. He was a rock star though. Yeah. Eddie Murphy was a, a, a legitimate rock star. Mm. Um. Well, but I, I think that yeah. But so so my top five. Yep, sorry, Richard. Pryor. Uh, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, yep. um, uh, Dave Chappelle is on my list. Big Dave. Yeah, Dave there you is go. On my list. Yeah. He he he's the best performing right now, and um, because he's the smartest. He's just a smart guy. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know, Nobody. I don't think we have a Dave Chappelle on the list. Probably like once or twice. Yeah, that's he, probably one of the guys that don't get enough uh, clout. Yeah, he, I don't think he does. He's um, Dave Chappelle. The reason Dave Chappelle is is dope to me is because he's just well read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like like the guy made. Like I heard him do a joke about the Aborigines, how they find water in Australia. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard him talk about? I that? haven't heard him. It's fucking brilliant. Like who even knows this shit? Right. Yeah, you're right. Like you can't make jokes about shit you don't know. Yeah. And the fact that he knows that 
it, it becomes fodder for his his uh his his conversation, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who who else? Uh, top five. Uh, I'm gonna say, I like to I like to I like to put these two guys as 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 the A and B, which is uh a Robin and uh Bernie. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I I like to make mm-hmm. them like you know A and B mm-hmm. selection so that I mean, if I gotta pick one of them, I I take Bernie. But if people allow me to pick two, I I I, I like both of them mm-hmm. in the in the same space. Yep. Uh, and um, I I try not to have a list without a woman on it. And Monique to me is is one of the greatest mm-hmm. to ever touch the microphone. Man, okay. it's hard. It's hard to compete with Monique, man. Like as a as a woman, female uh, comedian, mm-hmm. like I don't know, like. I know she got her situations that she has now, but I always remember Monique being on top. She cold. Yeah. She cold. And, and and I was close enough to her to to watch her create. Like Monique is different than mother most comics in that she don't have to tour to come up with a special. Mm. Monique can can go in her her little closet in her house and come out with forty five minutes. I seen mm. her do it like three different times. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Nobody does that. That's crazy. nobody. Forty-five wow. minutes set, right out, right out. Dude, she can be thinking about it, mm-hmm. and the next time you see her, it'll be forty-five new minutes. Mm. So, how do you feel about the things that she's went through in the past years with the industry? I mean, the short answer: she's my friend, and and I was one of the first people she called when she before she did it, mm-hmm. and um, and I I told him I was like, you know, I don't know if I can make the same stand, you know, and he, this is the short answer: everything is harder for women. Everything, mm-hmm. you know, everything is harder for women. And anytime a woman stand up for herself, especially a black woman, yeah, it, it ends up being, you know, and and sometimes yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes. But but you know, uh, you know, I, I I just believe that. And I told her this. I said, history will be kind to you. Mm-hmm. There's people that'll benefit from your stand. Yeah, you know, and so. Uh, I think we're even seeing it now. You know, Netflix is starting to do a lot more black stuff that they wasn't doing. Mm-hmm. Is that because of Monique? Some people say, well, some some people say that stuff was already in the works. Yeah, but really, is it? Mm-hmm. Is it? And still, right now, how many Netflix original specials are black? Mm-hmm. One, uh, two, maybe. <laughs> they only serve the top of the food chain of black. Yeah. If yeah, you're not if you're not in the top I believe two percent of a comedy, you're not yeah. you're they not gonna to get Dave on Chappelle Netflix. Mm-hmm. You can sell them a product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We can get together, shoot a special and sell it. Get your man to bring some cameras and we can sell it. Mm-hmm. Right. But if they if they gonna produce it, Kevin, Chappelle, mm-hmm. Rock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, what about the rest of us? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many times you looked on Netflix and see a random white boy? All the time, or you know what? I see a lot more is people from other countries on there a lot yeah. more, like a lot of them. Like yeah, they got exactly. oh they oh they they got a whole like how many times you clicked on something that looked black? You like I'm gonna see what this is, yeah. and it, it's African. It's African, yeah. yeah. The dude is telling like knock knock jokes. I said, what is this? You know, this but but that you know how you get the plug to get your comedy on there. I always hear comedians want to be on there, but it seemed like at one point it seemed like it was easy because I seen a lot of people that it's not easy that that was just now getting started. They wasn't the one percent. Like it's a girl on there that that uh, did a comedy show. I, do you know her? Like she London. did a stint. The Brit, the British girl. Mm-hmm. It, London British. I thought that was pretty dope. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Kevin. Mm-hmm. She came through Kevin. Oh, okay. She came through Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I always think about that, though. You got a lot of, like, influential people out here like Tyler Perry and and things like that. So why don't we get those opportunities when we got some powerful uh, people in position? Like, do you think they— I mean, you you need that person to notice you. And, and, you know, Tyler Perry in his world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He ain't thinking about putting out no comedy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, You know, um, this is what I I would like to see, like, our contemporary, like, rich black comedians do. Mm Mm-hmm. Forget Netflix. Go out there and buy some real estate. Mm-hmm. Buy about eighteen comedy clubs, mm-hmm. right? So now we ain't, we ain't, we ain't a slave to to the improv chains or the or the funny ball chains. Yeah. Now now you can you you don't you're not working one comic. You're not working eight comics. You're working a hundred comics. Yeah. Throughout the year, you working features, middle middle acts, and headliners. Mm-hmm. Okay. And now you got eighteen comedy clubs. Mm-hmm. They better not give me no money. Hey man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I, that's, that's 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 what I want to do with my money. Yeah, you know I want to get in the real estate business. Mm-hmm. And it ain't in a bad business. Yeah, you're right. Come on, Jeezy. Man, you on here preaching, man. You dropping some gems, man. Hey, I just want to say though, before we end the show, like it's an honor to have you here, bro. So I had to get settled in. I was a little nervous. My fingers was shaking, <laughs> but. I'm glad you started talking and you were so open because usually that's how, I mean, I relax. I'm like, okay, okay. you're talking, I'm cool. I, you know what I mean? You answered a lot of my questions before I even had a chance to ask. Okay. But, man, the stories are good. I got to ask you one more thing. Do you have a Bernie Mac story? Everybody is from Chicago. Ask George Wilborn. He gave me one because that is like my fucking idol. Like, I yeah. live through people who could tell me, like, they, Gary Owen had a good one. Like, even his M&M's. I only brushed with Bernie one time. I got to I'm a young, young comic. I'm in Shreveport, Louisiana. I'm backstage at a at a comedy show and Bernie Mac is headlining. He was upstairs in his dressing room and he came down for a minute. Mm-hmm. He came down and I and I just I just I said I was nervous and shit. I was like, <laughs> I said, How you doing, Mr. Mac? I'm Rodney Perry, I'm a comedian. He said, Mr. Mac, that's my daddy name. That <laughs> 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 nigga walked upstairs and just did. <laughs> That's dope, man. That's dope. Uh, it was so quick, but that's the only time I brushed with him. But yeah. you know, uh, everybody I know that knew him speak so kindly of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't a partier. He wasn't no bad stories. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know nobody has got a bad story about him. Uh, my friend Tone X out of Charlotte, he said Bernie Mac told him he said all I need is a microphone and a breeze, <laughs> and I slang these jokes. You know, little stuff like that, Mac. And he, he, and he would give you all this wisdom. He was a wise dude, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. I actually talked to his his, his, his people now. Mm-hmm. You know, and they uh, you know, they're doing some stuff with his with his his uh, foundation and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm working with his family now. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh man, that is dope, man. Well, like I said I'm gonna give you flowers right here, bro. We. I'm honored to have you here. Bianca, you didn't get a chance to meet her, but maybe next time when you come yeah. back, you meet what? her. Bianca, we miss you. <laughs> yeah, that's the lady on there. Be square, Bianca Brown. I'm out, yeah, you're going to have to do her a shout out. She's going to yeah. be mad as a motherfucker if you don't do that shit. <laughs> y'all already know what to do, though. Like, share, subscribe. Check out Rodney when he comes to y'all city, man. He's your mama favorite comic. Just get yeah. your mama and just take her down and have a ball, man. Yeah, we out of here, bro. Urban yeah. absurdity.